0: This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. All right,
1: baby, there he is, Nick Hicks. Yeah. What's
0: up, dude?
1: Oh, what is up, brother? How are you?
0: Well, we got to celebrate Tua's 25th birthday. Happy
1: birthday to the kid, man. Two-five. That's a big year. Yeah, man. That is awesome. What were you doing at 25 years old, Big O? I was uh, starting my radio career. That's awesome, starting it. So yeah, very, so it. it was it was your the the, the very first year of inception uh, of, of the Big O show. Uh, or uh, where were you yeah, working? Yeah, no, it's the very first year uh, when I think about it
0: now. Because uh, no, it's actually a couple of years in. Okay, this is this is starting my 33rd year
1: damn man Good so it's 23 so
0: it's 23 when i started right i think 20 yeah right around 23 when i started. so you were you were rocking and rolling then uh, yeah well i was working at a uh i was working at a haitian station actually what does that uh, mean I, I was producing creole which i couldn't even understand the language that's what's <laughs> up man
1: love that
0: yeah, man, you got to start somewhere, That's you know? It, man. I remember I, I was, when I
1: was 25, I was a year in uh, of my opening my first facility, which was called Elevate back in the day. So, okay. so yeah, man, it, was, it seems like such a long time ago. Um, yeah, man, I'm happy for him. He's in a great place right now in his life. You know, he looks happy. He's he's definitely changed, um, you know, from when I met him back when he was, you know, turning. He was 22 years old. So. It's um, definitely great things happening for the kid. Do, do you uh, do you enjoy being his left tackle out there in social media? Do you know you- what, man, I, I I feel like I do a really good job of protecting his blind side. So that's a great that's analogy, great. my man. You know, I do enjoy it because, and it's I'm like this with every single one of my guys. To be honest with you, you know, if you want to put you know, your trust in me to, to prepare you for an NFL offseason. I'm going to go to war for you. If anyone talks any kind of shit about you, because I know what the kind of work that you're putting in, I know that the hours that you're putting in, I know how much it, it means to you and how important it is to you. Um, You know, it just so happens that Tua is the most polarizing person on Twitter in our area, if that in the entire NFL landscape. So I just got to go to go to war for him a little bit harder. And um, I and I don't get it by the way. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I don't get it. He's I, not he's not out there committing
0: crimes. He's not, not out there insulting people. He's not out there being a terrible teammate. He's not he a, you never. know, all the shit that normally brings a polarizing player to your your world, you know, whether it's Antonio Brown or yeah. different guys that we can talk about that, you yeah. know, they are polarizing for this guy is as perfect as you would want a teammate, a human being, yep. uh, you know, to be. And it, instead of gravitating and trying to, you know, hope that these are the kind of people you want to succeed. These yep. are the kind of people you want to, to set an example for your kids. You know, that it's, it's like, it, look, here's, the, here's, you know, here's the thing that I've been exposing a lot of these ponies out there. A whole bunch of these guys and women probably that said, oh, he can't play. He's too short noodle arm. He plays too much golf, all that shit. Now that he proved that he can play. Now they all moved over to the injury stuff. You know what I mean? And so it's like they try to find something to justify how they
1: feel about the young man. And it's, it's the weirdest dynamic, Nick. It really is. dude. And I think it's honestly the, the troll you know, uh, environment, it's the troll culture. People on social media platforms that have YouTube channels that that do Twitter spaces, that do all this kind of stuff, they know that they're going to get traffic if they say fake news or false things about the kid. Um, and it works. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I was very easy to, to attack all of that early. I just started using Twitter, honestly, three years ago. I, w- I was never on Twitter before then. So I just started Twitter three years ago and I really didn't know how to control myself at, at, at first, how to not respond to every single thing. I was easily triggered. You know, I was easily triggered. Uh, but you know, you grow to learn that, that most of these people want that. That's what they're striving. They're striving for your response. They want to see you get upset. They want to see what you can say to, to, to their blasphemous remark. And, um, I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better at it for sure because, um, I guess, I've, I guess I've grown up. I've matured in, in, my, in my Twitter uh, life. So, uh, But it is what it is, man. It's going to keep coming. The kid's going to win a Super Bowl, and there's still going to be haters out there just because that's their MO. And if they abandon it, they will then be exposed as frauds, and that's not what they want. By the way, does he have any idea who the hell I am? He does. He does. He knows. He, he's not on social media. He's I know not. he's not on social media, but being around you and you know yeah. me,
0: yeah, and I'm like the only freaking media guy that like I'm his left tackle.
1: Yeah, in the yeah, media, I, I don't
0: know. Does he does he even know who the hell I am? Does he know uh, that that I actually listen, like defend his ass? I
1: I try to keep all of the the social media stuff away from our conversations and our training sessions, just because it doesn't really bring any value. Right, what I'm trying to accomplish. Right, but he does know that there are a select f- people, select people on this in this space that have his back and, and you're one of them. Yeah. All
0: right. Good. I'm glad he knows. Yeah. I got to get him on bro. We yeah. Get him I mean, on good luck someday.
1: with that, man. He stays away from all this kind of stuff. I, I you know, know, I and, know, but, but he'd be, he, he, he'd have a safe zone here at least. Yeah. A hundred percent he would. And he knows you know, I just so. he's focused on training and then when it's not training, he's focused on playing. And then when he has a break, he's focused on his family. You know, he's just, just as kind of who he is. Um. You know, and I respect that. I actually, I, I, I commend that. I think it's very admirable because a lot of people would want to jump on platforms and, and right. kind of, you know, clear me, their me, name me. themselves. Me, 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 you me, know, Promote so me. But yeah. he's, he doesn't care about that kind of stuff, man. And it's it's very admirable. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I got no problem with that. Yeah. All right. So let, first of all,
0: let me commend you on something because um, and, and maybe I'm I'm wrong here in a way, yeah. but you tell me. So he comes off the hip injury, and then that first year, you're kind of really recovering and trying to get your yourself back on track. Yeah. But in that second offseason, which was last offseason, you did a phenomenal job of working that core and then that flexibility for him. And you know, all those drills that you had him picking up yeah. the ball off the floor and throwing it from one side to the other and all that stuff. Was that the plan? Because coming off the hip, you now have to kind of strengthen that core overall yeah. because
1: obviously that's the lifeblood of, of a quarterback as it of is. Of course. So I'll give you the, kind of the rundown of that. So when uh, Tua's agent first approached me to train him in the offseason, he was coming off of his rookie year, right? And he, during his rookie year, he was a shell of himself. He was not physically up to, um, you know, the the standard that that we all had, had seen him play at Alabama um so you you kind of rewind the clock and figure out why right so he had his injury and then from his injury he went and had surgery and then from surgery he had to rehab and prepare for a pro day right so then he prepared for his pro day the draft comes you get drafted then you immediately go to your your you know said team that drafted you um you're you go through rookie mini camp, you go through mini camp, you go through camp you go through preseason you go through the season and there's just not time to build your body up. It's just it's go time. Look, you've got to play football, you know. And and I think personally, I think maybe he shouldn't have played it all his rookie year. I think he was just kind of thrown into the fire, right? You know. So you know. That's what so I said the whole year. Let rookie. him freaking get healthy. Exactly. He does not need to play. Right. But but then again, the guy that was a head coach didn't really give a shit about. Yeah, him, I, mean. I don't I don't have much to say about you, him. You don't have you yeah. don't have to say it. I'll yeah. say the exactly. Um. So we, so, so after year one, I, I had never met to a, his rookie year at the end of his rookie year is when I had met him and we started training. Right. So, you know, for me, what I want, like to do when I start with a new client is kind of, you know, put together a needs assessment, figuring out what they need to accomplish this off season. Right. It's not just training, you know, people need to understand that, that, you know, when I get my hands on a guy or a guy comes to me for the first time we sit down and we figure out where his weaknesses are. You know, we we do baseline testing to kind of see where he is so I can put together a program that's going to attack the weaknesses so that we're getting desired results. So for him, um, he was just very weak in his lower half. He had a lot of imbalances from the right and the left side. Um, Zero uh, stability um, in in lower extremities. Um, Just really didn't have much really to build off of. So we had to build. So the entire offseason, first offseason with him was rebuilding the car. Right. You know, kind of building the body back up. We had to do a lot of strength training, a lot of resistance training. There wasn't really stuff that we could do throwing the ball wise, because if you skip those steps. Right. And we don't really worry about uh, bulletproofing the body, um, then you're going to find some other issues down the road. Right. And the, and the throws um,
0: won't be nearly as good. Ex- exactly. Go
1: exactly. So, you know. It was all about, you know, foundational building and getting him stronger and getting him back to, you know, the athlete that that he could be. Um, you know, I believe that the the very in that that was when he, you know, he had that year he had the fractured ribs and he had the broken finger and he, he was going through a lot of stuff, um, you know, with trade rumors and all that kind of whatever. I mean, he, he dealt and with he it like still a champ. beat the Ravens. He dealt with it like a champ, man. De- I mean and the Ravens game, he didn't even he didn't have one first team rep that all week. As you, as you can remember, he didn't have the eye black on his face because he was told he was not playing, you know, and he just got thrown in the fire, and guess what? He came out He came out alive, and he, and he, he led us to a win. Um, so, so after year one, uh, really with me, it was his second year in the NFL, you know, um, the Dolphin staff did a great job at keeping his body pretty strong. You know, shout out to Dave Palooka and the guys, man. They, they really did a great job of, of helping him maintain his strength throughout that season so when our second off season started we were ready to go you know yeah we still had to kind of you know knock the rust off and get back in the weight room and and um you know build build another foundation but it wasn't nearly as as drastic or or it wasn't the plan that we had to attack the year before so we got into to a throwing program and a lot of people come at me because i'm not a quarterback coach and i get that i'm not a quarterback coach but you know uh there's a lot of you know resources out there to learn proper throwing mechanics and how to increase you know velocity and how to work on off-platform throwing and all that good stuff um and Tua wanted me to do it you know it was Tua's choice it wasn't like I forced him Tua, Tua wanted me to do it and um so we put together a program and I, I was very very happy with the program um you know Tua increased in all categories uh, throwing the ball, whether it was throwing the deep ball, whether it was throwing intermediate throws and being accurate over the middle, which was something that, you know, we had to work on. Um, you know, it just, just sucks that I never in a million years thought that we would have to strengthen his neck and have to do neck strengthening exercises and falling mechanics, you know, and the only thing that, that kind of, you know, knocked two off the tracks last year was that, um, because I mean, he was leading every, you know, legitimate statistical quarterback category. Um, and it was just something that, you know, I, I feel like nobody thought would happen. Um, but he was playing at the highest level of, of any quarterback in the NFL last year for a long period of time um, until that happened. So this offseason, obviously, it was a little bit different. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we still are, are, are it's, it's almost like a little uh, collective of, of years one, two, and three off seasons, one, two, and three. And I'm excited to get it going, man. I know we, we started a couple weeks ago now and I'm gone for this week and you know, he's back home doing his thing right now. So, you know, after Indy, after I get back, you know, we really start to, to crush phase one and I'm excited about it, man. And listen, after th- that past off season, yeah. he comes back and he's the number one rated
0: passer. He has one of the best completion percentages in deep balls in the yep. NFL. I don't know if he was one, two, or three, but he was right up there. I don't know what it was, but it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean this,
1: yeah, his, his air yards per completion were number one. People said he couldn't do it. Right. Um, and, and I know everyone says, Oh, he's a yak merchant. A, a stat came out yesterday that he was bottom barrel and yak. I mean, it's like. Guys, narratives, bro. Yeah. These
0: are the, all these bullshit narratives yep. that people create and there's no facts behind them. And yep. it's like, what are you watching?
1: You know yep. what I mean. It's just like it's they're watching. They're watching. You know, certain media guys that have right. an agenda, not really an agenda, but they just they have a shtick that they got to stand by that they've been they've been spewing out for for you know multiple years now. And if they go back, it's kind of a bad look on their credibility. So it's it's almost like they are at the end of the uh, the plank, right? And there's yeah. they, they can't turn around. You know, yeah, they just you, battle. By the way,
0: we're all we're all wrong.
1: So hundred
0: percent doesn't really hurt what hurts your credibility is when you're not willing to admit you're wrong yeah actually yeah i'm with because you on that. Since, since we're human beings we're going to get shit right and we're going to get it wrong yep. but we have to acknowledge when we're wrong too and then that's where your credibility stands is when you admit when you're wrong you know I agree. there's nothing wrong with that i agree so, you know all right so you were able to work on the core and now we talk about. I took judo for three years, so what yep. I heard the, and it's jujitsu, but it's kind yep. of the same thing, anyways, because it's really not about fighting or anything like that. It's really about protecting your body. Yeah. And, and I remember that in judo, that that was kind of the trick that you 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 want to learn how to fall because one, you could get up a lot faster, and two, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna suffer less. Less, uh, you know, pain and anything like that. If you
1: learn how to fall and roll, well, and yeah, those kind of things. So, jujitsu uh, is derived from judo, right? Um, judo is, I believe, an Asian practice, and um, you know, some Brazilian guys came and practiced judo in Asia and figured out that they could kind of change the way judo is uh, and 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 apply ground techniques, right? But there are there are judo uh, beliefs and practices inside of jujitsu. Um, so with that being said, right, the, the goal of uh, if you and I were, were in a judo match or a jujitsu match, right. My goal is to end the match beat you. Right. And I could do that by multiple ways. That's slamming you, picking you up and slamming you and knocking you unconscious. And if you don't learn how to land properly and you're getting slammed and knocked unconscious, you're not going to be a good judo practitioner, Correct. So the very first thing that they teach you in this realm of sport is how to land. It's called break falling. So it's not something that's uber, you know, uh, con- confusing or hard to learn. It's, it's very pretty. It's actually pretty simple. Um, and uh, but it's just something that once you learn your body now is first nature to it. Yes. Um, I can, tell, and, I can and tell you that because years after judo,
0: a couple times that I've fallen. Yeah, I, I know how to roll. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things that I know how to break my fall. Yep. And that has saved my ass from actually
1: getting injured. Conor or McGregor- Maybe I got a little banged up or something, but I yeah. got right back up again. Well, no problem. But I did not get injured. Yeah. Conor McGregor was recently hit by a car while riding his bike. Right. And and he, from his, you know, story of what happened, he got hit. He got ejected off the bike, and he literally landed into a roll, like a front somersault, and popped straight up. Had no issues. If he didn't, he 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 claims that if he didn't have martial arts and and judo and jujitsu, uh, you know, background and experience, he probably would have broken his neck and died. Right, he would you know, have gone sports. face
0: first and, exactly. and awkwardly roll, and, and just exactly. like exactly, and yeah, exactly. exactly. I know. Yeah.
1: So, um, so yeah, man, he's been doing that, and he's loving it. Um, it and again, I want people to know and understand that without me really getting too much into depth about what we're doing, because at the end of the day, it's, we want to kind of keep it in house, uh, but it's a comprehensive plan built for him, you know, for him, you know, we are, uh, our, our coaches, our jujitsu coaches have seen tape and they have seen some issues uh, that that two has a problem with while he's getting hit. Um, and it's all just, you know, a subconscious movement. It's, it's something that you just, it's kind of what he does naturally. And we're trying to change that. So there are some football techniques in there. There, there's, um, a lot of different, uh, I guess you could say the program is tailored to a football player, not to to a becoming a jiu jitsu black a jujitsu black belt.
0: Right,
1: right. Yeah. So um, and he's loving it. He's enjoying it. The team's great. Um, they, they 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 they. It's so funny because they didn't even know who he was, which I thought was amazing. They're just their their life is jiu-jitsu. They don't really know much about football. Right. You know, and when I have to explain to him the issues, man, he's like, Okay, cool, I get it now. So so when the receiver goes into the touchdown zone and they try to tackle him, and he thought like the touchdown zone was like the middle of the field. And I was like, Yeah, you know, that's just the field. And he goes, Okay, okay. So and then you know, the he calls him the ball catcher, not the receiver. He calls him the ball catcher. It's just funny because you know, they just really don't have any idea about football, but we don't have any idea about jujitsu. We have no clue. I mean, You know, I, I'm doing the stuff with Tua, and, you know, we're, we're falling down and popping up, falling down popping up, and we're doing certain roles and whatnot, and it's exhausting. You know, it's a completely different type of physical exertion that we're used to. These guys are doing it, you know? And then we go take the football, and we watch them throw a football, and they just they have no idea what they're doing. They're grabbing the back of the football as opposed to, the, like, the front of the football. They're throwing it, and it's moving their hand. It's just, like, both worlds are colliding, and it's actually really cool to see. Well, you know, sometimes... I try to tell people in
0: sports this because sometimes they think that the entire world thinks like they do. And yep. I don't think people realize that we're the minority. Yep. Not every, most people aren't sports fans. Actually, yep. most They're people not. aren't watching football, no matter what I know yep. it's the number one sport in the, in, in the country. I get that, but most people aren't really watching sports. They're oh. watching normal life and, and go yep. on and, and it's just like one of those things. So it, running into people that don't follow sports, that's very common. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's just we think that we're in this echo chamber that, oh, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we live and eat free sports. Yep. We think everybody else does. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. Yep. Now, now I, I gave you a stat at the airport that you kind of, uh, you were like, a- awesome. a- and, 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 and so – And I don't know how much he's aware of it. I'm sure they've talked to him about getting rid of the football. And to me, that's kind of been his – Yeah. to me, it's more about terrible luck for him. But also, it's it's holding on to it a little too long because he has that freaking Warriors mentality that he wants to make the play. And sometimes he's just got to live for the next play. You know what I mean? And I know he – you know what? By the way, if I could get him one day and talk to him – I know he admires Marino. I wish he would watch the tape. Marino used to throw it away like it was going out of style, dude. Yeah. All the time because he wasn't going to get hit. He would live for the next play. When you're a great passer, and, yes, I'm saying is a great passer for those of you out there that are hating. But when you're a great passer, you can live for the next play. You can agree. You don't have to. And I told you that his ankle injuries, his hip, and the two concussions from this year all happened between three point eight one and five point one seconds. And you it's know. A long you, time. Yeah, bro. It's a just long a long time. And that's where you're allowing these big fat guys to build up some steam. Yeah. And railroad you, bro. Yeah. You know, look, we saw when Joe Burrow didn't have a line that first year and he was getting pummeled and he yeah. ended up and he ended up blowing out his knee. Yep. I don't care who you are, bro. The body's not built for this pounding. And that's the one thing that I want him to be just a little bit more aware of. Like, live for the next play, my brother. You're that good that don't worry about it. We saw you on fourth and seven. Yep, You did it against the Patriots. We saw
1: you, dude. We saw you in the Ravens game down by 21. You can do it, but you don't have
0: yeah. to do it all on one
1: play. And I'm sure he knows that. Listen, I don't really know what conversations he has with his coaches or or with, you know, um, you know his agency and whatnot. Um, but I do know that that is something that he is aware of, but it's so much easier said than done, right? When you've been doing it your whole life and you've been extending plays, you've been spinning around a defensive tackle and flashing your eyes down the field and finding Jerry Judy in the back of the end zone, you know, at Bama and doing stuff like that, it's tough. But – He's committed to growing. He's committed to changing. He's committed to becoming, you know, a, an elite quarterback that can play for a long time, you know, and, and, you know, I'm seeing him every single day strive to make those, those, those changes. So I'm sure that that's just another thing that, that he's focused on. Is he going to wear, uh, you're not old enough, but Steve Grogan back in the day, he, from had the neck Fincher, he had the neck roll. Oh my God. Now the neck roll is ridiculous. Damn, so, man. I mean, I love it. No, he's not doing that. We're doing a lot of great things. I'm just wondering. Um, I just had to ask. Yeah. You because Steve
0: Grogan did it. So, I'm, I'm wondering, is he going to yeah. go the Steve Grogan route? And uh, so, if you ever get a chance. Steve Grogan. I got. Google, who who yeah, do you play for? Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, yeah, seventies,
1: seventies and eighties. Oh yeah, I was now. Nah, I was gone. I, yeah, no, I was I born know, in eighty-eight. Big O. Yeah, I know. I know. I yeah, know. man, I'm a young cat still. No, know, Old to I some know. though. Old no, to I some. Know. Yeah, I'm thirty-four, but my knees feel like they're fifty. Right. See, you're right. you're just a, a a year older than me and my business. That's it, <laughs> and that's it. You've been. <laughs> hey, listen, you're a legend. You've been doing this for a long time, and yeah. I appreciate you inviting me on the show too. That's honestly, it's a uh, it's a privilege, man. Thank you. No, it's a,
0: it's an honor for yep. me, and I appreciate you taking some time. So outside of protecting himself. Yep. Like last year you worked on the core. What are the football things you're working on with Tua this this offseason?
1: Um, you know, there's a couple things that that we're adding to the 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 plan. And um one of them is is escapability and and learning to to get out of harm's way, not really having to extend a play, but just getting out of harm's way so that you can throw the ball away. Um, another thing that, that I wanted to, that I reminded him of was that he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country coming out of high school. And I want I want him to put the threat back into dual threat. You know what I mean? So what does that mean? That doesn't mean that you need to be like Justin Fields and break an 80-yard touchdown run. That doesn't or mean or like Josh Allen or Josh Allen. You don't Allen. need to be Jalen Hurts, you don't need to be Josh Allen. But if it's third and six and you break the pocket. Let's go get those six yards, right? you know, um, or at if, least if there's wide open field. Yeah, they, they guys are spread out yeah. and, and it's right there for you. Let's go get it, you know, yeah. and or or if it's or if it's third and eight and you break outside the pocket. Right. And you attempt to run to the sideline or towards a line of scrimmage and you can bring a linebacker and just dump it over the top. You're, you become a threat. Right. You become a threat. Um, and that's that's kind of what we're, we're focused on. I mean, a lot of curvy, linear speed, running off of, of different angles on the insteps and the outsteps of the feet, which is really introductory for it. Which is what we've been doing. Um, you know, which is not easy. It's it's not easy to do. It's a very very awkward thing to to have to run on an arc or have to um, you know spin out. I mean, we worked on, on on that that escapability a little bit last year. You saw in the Ravens game. In the Ravens. Oh, so, I mean, we literally yeah. rep that identical in, in training. So hopefully the, the other drills that we're implementing will be just like that. We'll be, you know, copy and paste into the game. Uh, but that's really it, man. Just be, be adding the threat back into dual threat for him. Uh, Nick Hicks joining us, by the way. You can
0: follow him on Twitter at perform. And remember, the F is a four. Yes. And perform. So make sure you follow him there. What do you say to the people like myself or anybody else out there? Enlighten us because you're, you're the pro. We're not. Oh well, you can't get any faster. You you are who you are at this point in your in your career. There's no way your reflexes are gonna get faster. No way he's gonna be more quicker. Yeah, Talk,
1: talk educate us on that. So you know, there's there's a lot of trainers out there. There's a lot of trainers out there, and there's a lot of really bad ones. And there's a lot of really good ones, right? For me, it's it's all about finding the person that understands how to build a needs assessment for you. For example, motor Singletary, Devin Singletary. He was in the league for two years, really wasn't climbing up and, and doing things that was expected of him from the organization. So in the off season, he reached out to me because I had been working with Dalvin and JK. And he's like, man, I got to change something up this off season. I need to do something. So I told him, I said, I love to meet you. Let's chop it up. So I did some research on, on motor um, and watching his tape he can shake everybody he can he can break down every single defender but in the NFL as a ball carrier you need to be moving laterally by while also moving linearly right you need to get going forward you know it's all about gaining yards not really how can you you know shake a guy and break a guy and you know break his ankles you don't need to break down all 11 guys right so with him it was more so not not polishing the tool bag right of 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 his you know, um, I guess you could say juke or or running back movement repertoire, but it was also him understanding that while we're moving laterally, we gotta move linear. And a lot of the drills that I do are very uncomfortable at first because you are not good at them. You know, we're expecting a lot out of you. The entire offseason, I have a video I think I put on my Instagram of of his day one reps to at the end of his first offseason. You can find that on my Instagram. Um, it's pretty remarkable, it's pretty crazy how much better he got. So we're talking about a, a running back that's in the NFL that was a draft pick that's been very, very good for a long time, and he elevated his game over one offseason, right? Same thinking you you can say with uh, with these pre-draft guys that I'm training right now. You know? Um, I saw somebody – I think it was uh, maybe even Braden Fajoko. He's a defensive lineman for the Chargers. Him and I were kind of talking back and forth on Twitter yesterday, and he said the same thing. is like these trainers – you know, there's not – any train in the world that can get you to where you want to go. Yes, there is. The, 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 it's, it's baseline though, right? Now, can I take any guy off the street and make him run a four three here in Indianapolis? Probably not. No, that, that's not what we're, we're we're talking about. But are there then, you, then you'd become a miracle worker, exactly. not a trainer? Exactly. Okay. I'd be a magician. Yes. I'd be a magician. Um, you know, but are there guys that come to me that run, you know, four six and then go run four three eight in Indy? Absolutely. It happens. You know, and there's a lot of factors that have to do with it. How healthy are they? Right. It's not just training. It's how healthy are they? Are they banged up? You know, do they need to get healthier? Um, You know, are they strong? You know, have they atrophied throughout the entire season? Have they lost a lot of muscle mass? Do they need to get stronger and more explosive? You know, are they hitting angles properly? Are they attacking angles properly? Do they have a good stance and start? I mean, there's so many factors that, that go into this. And that's my job to pinpoint which factor are they, you know, less efficient at. And let's make them more efficient. So, you know, again, there's a lot of trainers out there that, for example, will get a high-end client and they'll just throw everything at them. I like to say throw the kitchen sink at them because they just want to show how much they know. But it's not really about that. It's how much can we grow? How much better can we get? Um, you know, you got a guy like Dalvin Cook, who, who, who's an all pro running back, you know, his goal every single offseason is to get 1% better, not 10% better, just 1% better. And it's at certain things, you know, uh, whether it's a little bit of speed, whether it's, you know, sprint endurance, whether it is, um, you know, attacking a different sweep cut or some kind of other movement, whether it's holding onto the ball, you know what I mean? Uh, really focusing on ball security. Uh, maybe it's catching the ball over the shoulder. You know, he had a couple drops, and maybe he had a couple drops on his wheel route. So it's it's literally just looking at those things, and then creating a plan for them, and then executing the plan.
0: You know, when you talk about Dalvin, um, you know he's had his share of injuries too in the past, and then lately he's been healthier now. Yep. Uh, Okay, so when we talk about injury history,
1: how much of it is the training? How much of it is just freaking bad luck? A lot of it's bad luck. A lot of it is playing surfaces. Um, a lot of it is dirty plays. You know, um, so I mean. What like, you say, so what you say, it doesn't help to play in New Orleans. It doesn't help to play in New Orleans. Oh, Cincinnati. Okay. Cincinnati's, <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati's got some pretty bad turf. Everyone that I've ever talked to says that their turf is like playing on cement. Um, you mean Mike Brown didn't spend uh, enough yeah. money to, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You're right, yeah. I'm it's sorry. funny though, because people, people come at me, right. And "Oh, Dalvin cook is out for a week with an ankle injury. Like I'll oh, be trying to perform. First of all, uh, uh, an ankle injury isn't my fault. And if you do the research, he was actually under the pile and somebody grabbed and twisted his ankle. It was a dirty play, you know? So it's just something that, that, you know, it, it comes with the territory. You know, I mean, I, when I first got on Twitter and people were talking about, you know, I I guess when I was, I was starting to get a little bit of um, steam going, I guess you could say, um, and I was doing podcasts and obviously um, a guy went on and, and looked at the entire injury list of all my guys and every single injury that he had brought up, there wasn't any soft tissue injuries. There wasn't any, you know, torn ligaments. It was contusions, broken ribs fractured finger collisions colli- it's football you know what i mean like we can't do anything about that you know yeah. if a quarterback throws a ball let's just say it's two. it throws a ball and he hits his hand on the helmet of a defensive lineman and he has to miss two weeks that's bad luck Right, that's just bad luck you right. know now you know if if a, a receiver that i train you know week one is doing a, he's running 18 yard dagger and has a non-contact ACL injury, maybe let's look into what he had going on this offseason, you know? But if he runs across the middle, right, and he catches the football and somebody shoots their helmet through his kneecap and it's an ACL, that's different. Right. Just the, the risk that they take. Um, now, I'm not saying that my training is, is bulletproof and that, you know, it's foolproof where we're, every single player of mine, you know, will not get injured. That's not That's not it. You know, the training that we apply – Lessens the, 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 the chances, you know, it It makes the risk of injury a whole lot smaller. Yeah, um, but yeah, man. Well, it has and, not- by, and by the way,
0: Tua didn't have injuries last year, it was oh, it was the one thing, it was the head trauma stuff yeah. that happened. And you yep. know, a lot of Milano that was a dirty play on Milano, yeah, uh, the, by, by him. He didn't yeah. have to push him after that, he had to get rid of the ball, yeah, already. Now, Milano is a ruthless player, I mean, yeah. He, man. He would, He's a he's guy you want on your team. Man, he's I, a guy you, know you hate when he's on somebody
1: else's he, team. So you know? he is the Draymond Green yes. of the NFL. Like, I can't stand Draymond, but if Draymond played for the Miami Heat, oh, man, I'd have a Draymond jersey. I would be all Draymond. A, a younger not Draymond. Colorado, a younger Draymond, not this one right now. Yeah, exactly. But you know what I'm saying. Milano like, I, I is so damn good. He's so explosive. He's so fast. And he just – If he was a Miami Dolphin, and he's a quarterback
0: killer, by the way. It's not only
1: Tua, he's injured other quarterbacks. He is, man. And you know, dirty, maybe reckless. Absolutely. He just plays like it's his last down, you know, and all the great linebackers that I've ever watched play like that. You know, yeah. Luke Keekly. Look at Luke Keekly. I mean, he he played like that and he had a lot of injuries himself. Yeah. Because they literally would just run through a brick wall. Um, did you by the way? Did you laugh when people were thinking? Well, Tua retire. He's got to leave
0: the. And it's like, wait a minute, uh, Jordan Reed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's Jordan, right? The 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 Florida tight end that had like nine concussions. Yeah. It, it was it was it Jordan? I don't think it's Jordan. I think um, I got it wrong. It's Reed. But you know, it's like so many people don't yeah. realize that like Tua wasn't the only guy that had a couple concussions this yeah. year. There were a whole. Yeah. Kenny Pickett had a couple concussions. Yeah. It's you know, at Sidney Crosby. I thought the that concussion expert guy, uh, Nowinski, Lewinsky, or whatever, that guy's good. Yeah. And, you know, how he explained that Sidney Crosby's had like seven, eight, or nine in his career, and he's he's working on a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. The key is giving them time to recover, and that's where I thought the Dolphins were exceptional at the end of the year. Agreed. They Agreed. like they, they didn't even let him start the, the protocol till after the season was over because, yeah. you know, that report came out from Schefter. Well, if they advance, there's a chance to can play. There was never a chance to was going to play. They were going to allow him to heal finally. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, man. They love him, man. They love him. The organization loves him. He loves them. He's He loves being in Miami. Um, you know, I don't think that there's a, a, a scenario that he could ever find better for himself. And um, he, knows, he knows who has his back. You know what I mean? And the, and the people that have his back are the only ones that really matter anyways. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, man, you nailed it on the head. You know, they they they're taking care of him. You know, because yeah. they they love him deeper than a, the quarterback position. You know, they love him as a person. They love him as a kid. You know, they 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 just the entire organization loves him, man. So, you know, which is hey, we, hey, we haven't had
0: one here since Marino.
1: Yeah, and you so, know, be honest we with you, man, we, we, need,
0: we need to make this work because I yeah. don't know how they're going to get another one. And I know this kid yeah. is a left-handed Montana. Yeah, I know he's a left-handed Montana. We just got to keep him healthy, and he's got to do his part too to to stay yeah. healthy and not hang on to the ball too long. Yep. And sky's
1: the limit. Dude. Yeah, yep. You he know? knows that. He knows that. Yeah. All right, hey Nick. Thank you, my brother. No, I, appreciate I appreciate you, you big O. You know, big time. time, brother. Okay. I, 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 time. I, I think we talked I said about 15-20 minutes. And, yeah. And
0: it's 40. So
1: no, we're uh, good, man. You're good. You're no, good. But I, like, I like some, some other stuff out here. I'm in Indianapolis and it's a I appreciate I've got you. meetings with coaches and scouts, and I have to go work with our guys. And it's 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 definitely a hectic time of the year. But you know, when I saw you in the airport, you know, I 100 percent wanted to talk to you. And I've been a big fan of you and and I have appreciated your support. Uh, you know, these last couple years that that you know, support not only of two, but also of me, you know, you've, sure. you've had my back as well on here. So I do appreciate that. My brother.
0: Hey, I got your back, bro. I'm, I'm, Thank I'm you, here man. for it, man. I appreciate you, Nick. Thank I'll you. I'll catch you uh, later on. I'm sure. All right you go. To Take care, day. man. Yep. Be good, baby. There you go. Nick Hicks, uh, follow him on Twitter at perform and instead of an F it's a four. There you go. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty informative.